Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go. All right, all right. How are you today? I want to welcome you to Kindle and Kerosene. We are entering episode 11 today, and I am so excited to let you know that this podcast is finally available on iTunes. I'm not sure like what the trick is there. I applied, I don't know, months ago, but it finally showed up, so yay, right? And I do want to ask you a favor before we get started today. If you are enjoying this podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. It is super simple. You just click the stars and it takes like five seconds. But the more reviews, the more the podcast is shown in searches. So I would totally appreciate your help there if you've got an extra few seconds to spare and if you are enjoying the show. But moving on, today's episode is going to be a little bit of a personal one. I've been just personally walking through some stuff over the last few weeks, and I've had to have quite a few hard conversations with myself about how I'm reacting to things and how I'm responding to things and really do some self-evaluation and reflection as to whether my reactions and my responses are in alignment with the way that I want to react. I've done some stuff really well, but... I also have plenty of room for improvement in other areas. I'm just hoping that by sharing my experiences with you that I can help you as you hit bumps in the road, as you deal with stress and overwhelm, and maybe just help you pick yourself up out of a funk. So here goes, right? I'm pretty sure I've probably told you all this before, and if you know me, you already know this, but I am a 100% control freak control freak. And this is where like many of my self-created issues take root. If I start to kind of look back at things and issues that come up in my life, most of the time it's because I'm trying to hold on or keep control or take control, right? So my control freak issues are not like necessarily good in any way, shape or form. I like to have my hand in everything. I really, really don't like to delegate, and I certainly don't do well with like any sort of limitation being put on me. So there's kind of a little background for you. Well, over the last few weeks, a quiet little storm was just brewing in my life. It was kind of in the background, but it was just a storm of overwhelm. And I think it was a combination of stress, lack of sleep, taking too much on, a packed out schedule with the kids, too little time for myself, and honestly, not taking a day off work since probably the July 4th weekend where we went out of town. So it was just all adding up, and I was feeling a bit anxious and overwhelmed, but my life had been so noisy that I was just plugging along just plugging along, going through my days, not really paying much attention to the signs that both my mind and my body were screaming at me that they needed rest and they needed recovery. See, I'm really, really good at pushing the pedal. I can push it for a very long time. And I mean, I can floor it, honestly, for a very long time. 
But I'm not so great at recognizing when even like the fumes in the gas tank are running out. Like you got to get to the gas station now. You're going to be sitting on the side of the road. So as I stepped into my workout on Friday morning last week, I was already pretty sore and I knew like I had been having issues with my left arm all week. I just pushed on and pushed on and kept going until my arm just straight up said no. In the middle of a workout, it was a power clean at a weight that I should have been able to do fairly easily. It was pretty light for me. My arm just went down. The weight went down and I knew (laughs) I have a problem here. And yes, I had felt it earlier in the workout. Yes, I had felt it all week. Yes, I should have just backed off, but I didn't. So there I was with a pulled bicep, now having to slow down by force and not by choice. I tell you all of this because my reaction on Friday wasn't what I would call good. It would not be on the list of a model reaction to have when things aren't going your way. In fact, it was kind of terrible. Honestly, I held it together for a bit, but the self-pity party started like really, really quick. I got emotional, which is kind of a new thing for me as I've started inching up on 40. I got angry, and of course, I took it out on the one person that's always there, Josh, because that's what we tend to do, right? We take our worst out on the people that love us most and that we love most. So here I am just taking it all out on Josh because he is the punching bag at the moment. And I'm so very grateful that I've never really dealt with injury in my life. I ruptured a bursa a few years ago when I was hiking, which took me out for a short time, but there was plenty that I could still do. Really, the only thing I couldn't do was lunge and uh, deep squat. So I still had plenty of option. But this bicep thing, this bicep thing's a whole new ball game. I couldn't even push the handles on the assault bike. All upper bodies now out of the question. So all I could wrap my head around were the thousands of things that I wanted to do, but I couldn't do. All of the extra work that I'd been putting in that I could now no longer continue for a few weeks. And all of this, like I'm thinking in my mind, or my mind is thinking, I'm not trying to think this, but that I'm just doomed for months, right? This is short though. In the grand scheme of life, I'm looking at a couple of weeks. But my mind didn't go there. My mind went to the worst. All of the things I couldn't do and for how long I couldn't do them. Now that the straw had broken the camel's back, all of the overwhelm that I had been quietly pushing to the side just came bubbling to the surface. And when I tell you it was ugly, like I mean it, it was ugly. But here's the deal. I'm learning from it and I can actually be grateful for all of this and the fact that I'm walking through this because hopefully... I'll be able to help one of you, whether you face injury or overwhelm or a circumstance that you didn't ask for, or just a speed bump in general. And as we go through these things, here's what we have to remember. I knew this, but I've had to remind myself, so I want to remind you too. You have a choice to make. You have a choice to make when things don't go your way, when something happens to you, when you do something you shouldn't have done, you have a choice to make. You can stay stuck in your pity party or your mood or your anger or your mistake, or you can get back up. You can do more of the same or you can make adjustments. 
You have the power to choose the story that you tell yourself. And through that story, you can look for gratitude or you can look for anger and self-pity. So speaking of getting back up, I had such a good visual this past weekend because we were cleaning out Paisley's room for, I don't even know how many times we've done it, but I just was brought back to this moment that I had taken the kids to the skating rink. And Paisley and all of her stuff, I find, you know, she's a hoarder. So in the process, like this whole room clean out is super scary, but I came across her roller skates. And I just thought back to the first time that we went to the skating rink. And as I sat there in all the mess, I just had to shake my head because it was a disaster. They, they went at separate times, but the experience really was the same for both. I honestly don't know how we didn't end up with multiple broken bones or in the ER or something, but thankfully we didn't. But each one of them literally fell down hundreds of times. It was like they were down more than they were up. Like every time I would look up, another one, it was, and you could all, always see it coming in slow motion. It's like you can see the fall happening. It happened over and over and over. Time after time, they just kept falling down. And I just kept asking, like, are you ready to go yet? I mean, are you sure you're not ready to go? And they just wanted to keep going. Because every single time, no matter how bad the fall, they got back up and kept going. And they did it with a smile on their face. And it got me thinking about how so many of us fall. And instead of getting back up, it's like we sit there and wait. And then wait. And then wait some more. And then eventually we've waited so long that we just crawl off and we just never get back up. We never try again. We get out of rhythm or out of sync. So we resolve to, quote unquote, take a break, which is another way to say I quit. And then start again later. The most important thing you can do when you fall is to get back up. Do not get stuck in your story of feeling bad for yourself. Yes, I know that it's hard. I just was dealing with this and am still honestly dealing with it some. But it is a long road to go down. And the climb out of that story is way harder than just changing the story to begin with. Choose your story and choose how you will move forward. But you have to decide to move forward. See, it's not the fall that stops us. It's the inability to get right back up that keeps us stuck. So you made a poor choice or something happened to you. You let things go a little too far. You move on. Sounds so very simple, right? So why do so many of us let one poor choice bleed into the next choice or the next day or the next week? We've talked about owning choices. You can't get back up if you're not willing to own up to your choices. You can't. So you made some poor choices. Let's start by just owning up to them. Same deal with your circumstances, right? Something happened to you. Let's acknowledge it and own up to it. You blew off your workouts. Own it. You're still eating Halloween candy. Own it. You drank too much wine last night. Own it. 
Now get back up. My kids go to a private school here in Pace called Lead Academy, and the principal there, Mr. Lay, has a saying that will always stick with me. I heard it the very first year that we were there. I think Paisley was in kindergarten and Blaze was in second grade. We're now in fourth and sixth grade, so it's been a long time. But that saying, it probably will always stick with me. And we say it in our house all the time. So Mr. Lay, thank you for your saying. But that saying is this. He says, so what, now what? You blew off your workouts all last week. So what, now what? You ate dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So what, now what? You drank too much. So what, now what? You got hurt. So what, now what? The key here is now what? You can't change what you did or what happened to you, but you can change what you do next. I'm going to say that again. You can't change what you did or what happened to you, but you can change what you do next. You can change how you respond to the fall. Do you dwell on it or do you get back up? Do you let one fall cause you to quit or do you learn from it, make changes and do better next time? Health and fitness, you know, or eating and workouts, whatever you want to call it, is one place where so many of us, so many of us make a few poor choices and then we just throw in the towel. I see it all the time. We may have been in a groove or a routine and we may have been eating well for months. We may have been making incredible progress in workouts and then we hit a bump. We have a weird week where things don't go as planned. Or a vacation where we just make every poor decision available. Or we get hurt. And we let that one small bump turn into, it's over. I ruined it. It's done. I'll just start over in a few weeks. Or at the new year, especially this time of year. I'll just start over at the new year. All of a sudden, we start focusing on all of the obstacles in our way. Meanwhile, we've overcome those obstacles so many times and leading up to this, right? But we start focusing on all of the obstacles in our way instead of seeing solutions to overcome them. It's like all of a sudden now we have a valid excuse to just quit. We've now justified not getting back up. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are we allowing ourselves to quit? Like I said, we see this all the time, especially around the holidays. People bust their tails for months and months. I'm talking people show up, they're eating well, they're doing everything they need to do. They go a bit off the rails at Thanksgiving because, I mean, let's be honest, I'll probably go a bit off the rails at Thanksgiving and enjoy all of the things. But now all of a sudden they just don't get back up. Now we don't see them for a couple of weeks. Now their eating just goes to crap because of one thing, one holiday. I'm not going to say it's like one meal because typically Thanksgiving for us is like the prep. You kind of start eating a little bit while you're making the dessert and then you kind of eat on Thanksgiving and then it kind of goes through the weekend in our house, honestly. But they decide that instead of getting back up right now, they'll just wait until January. Newsflash, y'all, it doesn't matter where you're struggling. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's food, if it's workouts, if it's whatever you're dealing with. 
it never gets easier to start again. Never. It's never easier to start over than to keep going. In fact, the longer you wait to get back up, to get back into eating well or showing up to workouts or journaling or practicing self-care or whatever it is that you've been working on and you just stop doing, the harder it gets. If you think it will be easier to start over in January or tomorrow or next week or next month or whatever, instead of just getting back on track right now, today, I hate to tell you, it won't be. No, it won't. It is never easier to start over than to keep going. So what? Now what? Who cares what happened last week, yesterday, or five minutes ago? You didn't blow anything. Your life is now not over because of one thing. It's not. You didn't ruin anything. Unless you decide not to get back up. Unless you decide not to get back up. We tell the violin story in Project U all the time. I think it comes in one of the very, very early weeks. But if you've been around Fixed on Fitness for a while, you have no doubt heard it. It's probably one of our favorite stories that we tell just because it's so good at being just a way to understand how easy it is for us to give up some things and just to quit some things, but how it so doesn't make sense. So if you think about learning to play a new instrument like a violin, it's a process, right? It's definitely a learning process. Maybe you decide to take lessons. Maybe you kind of do it on your own via YouTube, whatever it is. You practice and now you're getting pretty good. And then one day you've been doing really good and you've been, maybe it's a song that you've practiced hundreds of times, but you miss a few notes. And what do you do? Do you put the violin down and let it sit there for a few months or to like sell it and put it on a marketplace and now it's gone because you're done with it? Or do you pick it back up and try again? <laughs> do you quit because you missed a few notes? I'm going to tell you right now, no, you don't even hardly think about it. You just pick it back up and you do it again. Do you keep doing what you're doing, making the same errors? Or do you make some adjustments so that you don't miss the note next time? You know, nine times out of 10, you go back and you, you look at what you messed up, where you messed up. And then you remind yourself what you need to do differently next time you get to that note. You make adjustments so that you don't do the same thing next time. And personally, you know, I don't typically find myself in a place of wanting to quit. And you know, honestly, getting back up isn't really where my struggle is. I'm pretty good at, at getting back up. My struggle comes in wanting to just keep doing what I'm doing, even though it clearly isn't working. I'm just going to work a little bit harder. I'm just going to work a little bit longer. Right? But I, I'm not really good at making adjustments when things aren't working. I just keep pressing on and pressing harder. Like all of a sudden, just because I work you know, another six or seven hours, like now it's going to all work now. I read a book not long ago where one of the quotes was, more of the same equals more of the same. More of the same equals more of the same. You know, and I think most of us are really, really good about adding like new methods to the same problems. Like just a little tweak in the method and all of a sudden things are going to be working right. 
instead of like really making a change, really evaluating where things aren't working and being willing to make adjustments along the way. So here I am, right? Just keep doing the things I'm doing. Don't give up control. Keep taking on more. Keep trying to do more. Keep neglecting rest and recovery. Like the weight of overwhelm will come again. We can't expect a different result if we don't make a change. That's pretty much the definition of insanity, right? Same book that said more of the same is more of the same just kind of relates a story to if you've ever had a fly in your house, which I live in Florida, so there's flies all over the place all the time, but you watch these flies and they just like pound themselves against the window like over and over and over and over and they are working their tails off to get back outside. Meanwhile, two feet away, the door is wide open for them. They just keep doing more of the same into the window, into the window, into the window, instead of making adjustments and making a change and flying with very little energy right out the door. A lot of times I find myself in the same spot as the fly. Just keep doing what I'm doing. Just work a little bit harder. Just keep going. Just keep going. When in the end, an adjustment has to be made. And Josh, actually, he's, he's really good at making adjustments, honestly, much better than I am. But he actually confronted me with like this big, fat, something has to change conversation on Friday afternoon. After my breakdown, after feeling sorry for myself, after just like totally having a terrible attitude. And honestly, I think he could see the breaking point coming, um, not just on Friday, but I think he's really seen it for a while even if I was blindly denying it. And this time he wasn't going to go with my answer of, I'll just figure it out. I'm good. I'll figure it out. I I promise I'm good. He wasn't going with it. It wasn't working this time. And he was right. But that meant I had to loosen my grip of control a bit and allow for other people to do some things that I typically take on. I had to force myself to prioritize better and do a better job of figuring out what I really want to spend my time doing instead of just doing what I think everyone thinks I should do. And that's hard, honestly. You know, forced me to maybe give up a couple of things that I like to do because there are some things I have to do. But then also getting rid of some of the things that they're really not that important and they're really not adding value to various areas of my life. So uncomfortable chat, uncomfortable recognition, because I think we all think we should be able to do it all. And I think we all want to do it all. But the reality is, at least for me, that is going to equal overwhelm. But your eating, your workouts, your self-care, your journaling, your reactions, your responses, they're no different. You're going to miss the mark sometimes. And that is okay. You're human. What we can't do is just push everything to the side and coast along for a few more months, pretending that everything is good. We have to address the issues. We have to make adjustments and then we have to move on. If you need a reminder on this, here it is. Time does not stand still. Time does not stand still. It doesn't stop ever. It's always moving. So when you decide to wait, time isn't waiting with you. Time is still going. You are always moving either forward or backward. 
So when you fall down and don't get back up, you're not just sitting still. You're moving backward. Each day that you wait, each day you don't get back up, each day you sit around thinking about how you wish things were different, each day you spend feeling sorry for yourself, each day that you refuse to acknowledge that what you're doing isn't working, it moves you further from the goals that you're working toward. You don't have to be perfect all the time. You don't. Obviously, I was like, I wasn't just on the struggle bus for a few days last week. I was the driver of the struggle bus for a few days last week. I let things go way, way, way too far. I have an arm that isn't working still. I put too much on my plate. I neglected things that are the most important to me. I played a very, very sad story in my head that left me feeling sorry for poor old me. I spent time thinking about all the things that weren't going well instead of all of the things that are. So last week was an off week for me. So what? Now what? Did I wait for Monday or next week or next month or next year? No. I wasn't perfect over the weekend, but I knew there were choices I could make that would make me get back up, that would make me get my crap together. That would make me control what I could control and get back to me that, so that I could continue to impact others. But you know, this wasn't always my norm. It wasn't. And in fact, after years of work, I still have to be really intentional about getting back up and searching for where changes have to be made and then actually making them. Allowing yourself to stay stuck is not the way. Each day becomes harder and harder. And I think about the years that I struggled with, quote unquote, falling off the wagon. I would be the classic, like, on the wagon, off the wagon, on the wagon, off the wagon, like, all the time. And especially during the holidays. Too much food, too many drinks, crappy and inconsistent workouts. Like, pretty much from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I mean, it was a solid month here. And then would be every year, like, Year after year after year, nothing was changing, same pattern. I think I would finally be so ready to go in the new year because I literally started to feel desperate and out of control. And it's weird when my eating and my workouts would just totally be out of control. My whole life kind of felt out of control, honestly. So then came the all-in mentality, and I know I've talked about that before. Uh, I, I live very well in the black and white, and I'm trying to learn still to live in the gray, But what happened is January would hit and I'd go all in, like perfect in every area, pedal pressed all the way down, like I am gassing this thing. And by the middle of January, I was burnt out and fighting the same battle again. I'd have an indulgent weekend because I couldn't keep the pace of my super strict black and white rules that I was determined to follow in the new year. And now I was back to falling down and not getting back up and waiting and wasting time and moving backwards instead of moving forward. And this can happen with anything, right? Here I am, however many years later, I mean, this has been a long time since I've had that struggle, but here I am years later dealing with it as it comes to overworking and not recovering and saying yes to way too many things and injury. Instead of letting the next few weeks go by, just chalking up the year to, and I've heard this, I don't even know how many times, well, whatever, it's 2020. This year sucks anyway. Like it's 2020. 
Like 21 is going to be so much better. So just chalking the year up to whatever. It's 2020 and waiting for 2021. Why don't you take advantage of everything you can do right now? Make some small changes. Focus on the workouts you can get in, the healthy meals you can eat, or the mental work that you can do. What if you stopped sitting and started doing? What if instead of dwelling on the fall, you got back up? If you've ever struggled with this, please know that you are not the only one. I think most of us have struggled here and will struggle here. The key is how fast are we going to get out of that struggle? Life is going to throw curveballs. And like crap that you don't want to happen is going to happen. You won't get it right all the time. You might, quote unquote, fall off the wagon. You're going to make mistakes. You will take a few spills. And some might even seem really, really bad. The question is, will you get right back up and pick up where you left off? Making adjustments as needed. Or will you dwell on it, feel guilty about it, and make excuses about why you can't, and then wait for a better time? Y'all, there is no better time. Starting over doesn't get easier. Trust me, the faster you get back up, the easier it is. And the longer you wait, the bigger the battle. And I want to leave you with this because it hit me like a ton of bricks when I was finishing up a book last week. This quote, it says, situations are neutral. It's how you perceive them that makes them good or bad. I'm going to say that again. Situations are neutral. It's how you perceive them that makes them good or bad. Ouch. Like, I really, really, really had to chew on that one for a minute. I had to write it down. I had to think about it. Because... It was eye-opening for me and I understand perspective and I understand that really our reality is about how we're viewing things. So I had to ask myself, what good could come come out of my latest fall? What good could come out of my latest fall? As I started thinking, I began to find so many things because remember, we find what we're looking for. We find what we're looking for. So when we look for the good, we begin to find the good. Just the same. And when we look for the bad, we find the bad. It all depends on what you're looking for. So I began to see my experience as something good. Something that would allow me to help others. And something that would force me to make some needed changes. And work on things that, at least in the gym, I don't necessarily like. Like the assault bike with no help from my arms, which is really a lot harder than I thought it was. Uh, Running, which is something I used to enjoy, but I haven't done in a really long time. And I won't really say that I enjoy it anymore, at least on the road, but it's something that I haven't done in a while. And movements that I'm not great at, such as pistol squats, right? I can do all of those things. I'll tell you, as I begin to reframe the story of what was going on, I immediately felt at more peace. I could deal. And I've still had my moments of being aggravated and frustrated and upset, but I could focus on the things that were in my control. I can move on. I could still make progress. 
I could grow in areas that I haven't spent time in lately. I could force myself to quiet the noise because my life was getting very, very noisy and actually listen to what was going on in my head. So I'll ask you this today. So what? Now what? Let's approach today and the rest of this year with a commitment to get back up immediately. No matter how hard you fall, get back up. So that's what I got for you today. You've got quite a bit of time left this year, so make it count. I'm here if you need anything from me. And before I go, I do want to ask one more time, please head over to iTunes and leave a review for Kindle and Kerosene. And please just keep sharing. I love to see new people listening. And I also love to hear your thoughts and how the show is impacting you. So keep sharing that with me. Message me and let me know about the progress that you're making. And obviously, if there's anything that I can do to help you, because I would love to do that. So until next time, go rock your week and keep asking yourself, so what, now what? I'm Kinsey Presno, and this is Kindle and Kerosene, a podcast where I share stories and strategies to inspire, encourage, and challenge you to ignite your life. Whether you need a spark to get started or fuel to keep going, you're in the right place. Let's go.